I'm your host, Kaylee, and I love my career as a venue manager and now owner. I'm a glutton for punishment, coffee addict, and an ambitious leader. I've seen and done some unglamorous things in this chosen career path, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Let's talk about the ups and downs of venue ownership, and I'll fill you in on the crazy stories, give you some knowledge on the nitty gritty details, and share my passion for this industry. Stick around, and I'm sure you're going to understand why Operating a venue, although rewarding, is elegantly unglamorous. Okay, so I was thinking about winter, and so we're in Indiana, and we we experienced some pretty like heavy winters, but not like a lot of snow, which is horrible because I love snow. Like I love the like quiet, like peacefulness of snow and not being able to hear the cars drive by. It's really soft. When you step on the snow, it crunches. And have you ever noticed it's not as cold when it snows? Like you're not as freezing cold when it snows, but it could be the same temperature without snow. And it's like, you know, takes your breath away. (laughs) But I love the snow and I love being in, you know, in the North. Like I, I mean, I could move to Michigan and I mean like upper peninsula or I could move to North Dakota or Montana because I literally love snow. I hate being hot and sweaty and gross And this is what I always say. You can put more clothes on. You can't take more clothes off. I can't run around naked. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. (laughs) I've had two kids. Like, I'm not as snatched as what I used to be. God, did I just say snatched? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, anyways. Sorry, I hit my mic. You... In the winter for us, like it's downtime. So there really isn't as much weddings. We have maybe one or two weddings a month. Like it's not, it's not a busy time for us, but it is a busy time for us. And we are just always fixing stuff, always doing things, always like updating. We got so many projects. I was listing off our projects every year around November, December. I start listing out and I get out, you know, pull up word and I list it out and kind of give pricing and what I think this is going to cost to renovate this and to do that. And this year there's just so much. Every year there's a lot, but this year I feel like there's way more than what we normally would have. And it's, it's kind of stressful. Um, next year we, (laughs) let me just say I doubled sales for next year, doubled our, the amount of events that we normally have. I don't know if that's a COVID thing. I know a lot of venues are experiencing like that rush. We experienced a lot of rush in summer. Like it was just nonstop. I was booking about six or seven events a week. And for us, 45 is a good number. And that's, where we're at for next year, not to mention the like last minute stuff that we get in, but we're about 45 events right now. 
this year we had like 30 30 not not even 30 maybe 28 29 maybe 30 so we're almost double almost and it's just outrageous to me that two years ago we were barely having 20 events we were excited to have 20 events three years like our third year of business we had like 20 21 22 events and i was ecstatic i thought that was such a great number of course we were struggling as a business this year we have 45 which is great but i feel like somebody just books and then cancels and then books and then cancels. So like we're sticking at that 45, I'll book one. And then somebody will email me and say, sorry, we're going to cancel the wedding. I'm like, yep. I check them out on Facebook. They've done split up, of course, because they've been engaged for 18, 18 to 24 months at this point. So who knows? Anyways, none of my business, but winter is just a chaotic, chaotic time too, because we're doing so much renovations and updating and things like that. And next year is so busy. I'm trying to get my husband in full time here. But he just makes such good money at his current job. (laughs) It's so like, it's one of those things where it's hard to just walk away from good pay like that. It's hard. Um, I don't think I would be able to pay him what he makes now. Like, I don't think that would happen. But It'd be such a, like, help to keep up on the building because there's so many things to update and there's so many things to take care of that I can't do that because I'm also giving tours and, you know, putting in orders and reviewing inventory and managing our social media and marketing and sending refund checks and handling books and finances and thinking about things that we need to update for next year. Like, trying to get that strategic plan in place. And so having somebody to like, just go touch up the walls, like touch up the paint on the walls. Like, I I don't know guys. So that's my stressor right now is I wish I could have my husband work full time, but I don't think we could really get him in full time yet. One day it's going to happen one day. And I'm telling you, it's probably gonna be 2023 I just can't do it anymore and we'd be fine. Um, We make, I mean, our business is profitable and I just don't want to take away from that yet. It's too risky. It's too risky. We're only year five. It's too risky for him to quit his job and start working here yet, but it's coming. Like I, we're like right on that teeter totter going back and forth. Like, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Is it worth it? Can we do it? Can we not do it? Like it's one of those things. So Anyways, let's talk about this week's um, topic. Okay, so let's talk about growing your network. And I mean business network. Listen, I am a frequent offender of never going to these group, like, community venue owner meetings. I am horrible about not posting in our Facebook groups that I'm part of. Um, 
I just sometimes feel like I don't fit in with everybody. I am still in my 20s. I don't necessarily agree with everything that um, my my small town or the people, I'm just not a cookie cutter mold of them. <laughs> so I get nervous about business networking and that should never be an issue, but I am kind of an introvert with while being an extrovert. Does that make sense? Like I love to talk. I love to share ideas. I love to meet new people. I love hanging out with my friends, but I constantly feel judged and sometimes it's just too much. So I'm kind of an introvert and I love to stay home and avoid new people and new environments that make me feel uncomfortable. So I get it. If you're not a business networking person, you don't really get out there and network. Well, guess what? I'm in the same boat as you, but this is a topic we're going to cover because it is important. It has taken me five years to really build any kind of business networking. And a lot of that has been done by my partner. <laughs> a lot of that has been a push from my partner. Um, so she really has, um, you know, kind of forced it on me to be a part of these organizations, these business organizations or entrepreneur organizations and go to these meetings and things, which I never have because I just, it makes me too nervous to be in an environment like that. So not for me, but I, I will contribute by maybe commenting on someone's post on a Facebook page. <laughs> but, um, so I get it. I get it. Um, but we need to be able to business network to understand our community and other vendors that we work with. And by business networking, it's not just networking with other venues. It's not just networking with, you know, other business entrepreneurs in the community, it's networking with the people you are going to be working with frequently because you want them on your side. I have made connections with photographers, but I, I, I do this in a different way. Um, same with DJs, um, as well as bakers. And, um, I, I'm not really connected in the wedding planning area because there's not very many wedding planners here. And that's not who my clients are going for anyway. So I don't really have a need to connect with them. However, um, I have attempted it and been shot down. <laughs> um, so anyways, we are going into our fifth year and I'd say we, ha we have a pretty good connection with, um, some vendors that we work with. I don't think we're always connected to other entrepreneurs in our area because sometimes they just can't relate to the wedding industry. They think everything that we do is frills and all about pretty things. And it's not an actual business, which really upsets me. Uh, but I get that a lot. I get, um, the, the, I mean, I live in a small, t or we are part of a small town that is full of tradespeople. You've got this HVAC guy that everybody uses. You've got the contractor that everybody uses to build their house. You've got the electrician that everybody knows and he goes to church with everybody. You've got 
Um, but they're, they're all like skilled trades like that. It's not um, necessarily wedding venue owner. And we get kind of stigmatized as being people who are frilly, um, kind of extroverted nut jobs. <laughs> I guess that's a good way you could put it. I don't know how else to say it. That's like gentle. So I constantly deal with this all the time. But um, I think that networking in your community is good to a certain extent. You don't have to be buddy-buddy because to me, a lot of times networking makes me feel like I'm being fake. Like I don't want to be fake to people. I want to carry on a genuine conversation. But I know for business, we do need to have some kind of connection in our community. So I do contribute and I do... Um, make sure that I say hi and, and, you know, ask how those people are doing or keep up to date on their business changes. If I see something happening, I am going to know about it and maybe share a post or whatever, whatever it is. There's several different ways to be able to become connected in the, in your local community. Um, but being specific as networking in the wedding industry, I don't really participate in the networking groups or go to networking groups or anything like that. I don't like them. It makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but I, anytime I have a vendor come in, like a photographer or a DJ, I do pay attention to how we interact. I do pay attention to the work. I do pay attention to how they treat my clients, our clients. So I have made connections with DJs over the past. I have one specific DJ that I'm really connected to, and I love having them here, and they're super friendly, and I love talking to them, and I feel like we could just bounce. We vibe, you know? They get my, like, sarcastic attitude. I get them. Like, we're pretty, we're friendly. They share my stuff on Facebook. I share their stuff on Facebook. We are, you know, I promote them to my clients and they promote people to me. And I, they are just genuine, nice guys. And I have worked with them several times. They have been to our venue several times to where I've talked to them at weddings and I built that kind of relationship. They know they could call me asking me a bunch of questions and they do. And I love that. And it's, it, it's very nice to have that kind of networking business relationship, but I think I consider them friends too. And I have a couple photographers that I love having here. Um, that I love working with that when they're done, they come see me and come find me and we talk and, you know, we chat about the people. We kind of talk about our clients. We talk, you know, we, we gossip. We're girls. We, we talk about it. But the thing is, is that um, it's nice because I know that I'm always going to be able to reach out to them if I need a photo to put on my website. If I'm kind of short on photos of our venue, I could probably reach out to them and get galleries and they will send me copies. But I always photo credit them. That is one thing you always do. Always photo credit the vendors. If you have a picture of a DJ, photo credit them, tag them in it. If you have a picture coming from a photographer, tag them in it. Give them credits. Give them credit for their work. Um, if you don't, they're going to get pissed off at you real fast. <laughs> Same thing with florist. Um, it is a big thing for me. So when we were starting our floral 
um, and design, I was told by a couple of vendors to just be like, just, just take a picture of that florist's work and post it as your own. That is the most disrespectful thing. That is the most obnoxious, ridiculous thing. I don't care if they're my competition. I don't care if I'm trying to grow my business. You don't take another professional's work and copyright it as your own. You don't copy their work as your own. One, you couldn't replicate that. You have your own personal style of photography, of venue management, personality. Like you're your own person. And that needs to reflect in the way you run your business or, you know, your creative skills. So do not copy another person. I don't even like using stock photos, I know. But I don't like using stock photos of florals because that's not my work. Why would I promote something that I could not, I mean, I probably could replicate that, but that's not my style. That's not me personally in that art. So I'm not, I'm not going to promote that. But as a, you know, business person, I want to give anyone who, any vendors that come into our venue, the utmost respect immediately. They don't have to earn my respect. They have it as soon as they walk in the building. But as soon as they disrespect me, they lose all my respect. You know, as soon as it's a disrespectful business relationship, I don't play around. You're not, you're not welcome to my venue anymore. I will tell my clients, I will put, I will tell them they are not allowed to hire you. As soon as they book me, these are a list of people that you cannot hire. Anybody else is free game. I don't care who you choose. I have a caterer that I worked with, um, never paid us the catering venue fee after the wedding, which is a percentage of whatever, because he used our kitchen. He used our, you know, we pay a lot to keep our kitchen up to date. He never paid it. He's not, he's not allowed on our list. He's not allowed to come back here. And neither is his planner girlfriend either. Because she was here. She was helping him. I can't trust him. Now I can't trust his girlfriend. Unfortunately, they're still together. He filed bankruptcy, his business. I get it. Things happen. But you don't disrespect and, go, and ghost us when you owe us money. That's how it works. You used our kitchen. You used our supplies. You got to pay for that. Um, so there are certain ways that you can build these networking relationships and hold on to those networking relationships, but also have boundaries. So by building them, you could go to networking events. If you're a really extroverted person, you have no problems talking to other people, random people you've never met. <laughs> That's fine. It's usually very professional. They usually have activities to like, or like conversation starters, but that's not me. That's just not who I am. Um, but as a venue, if you have an open vendors list, you usually will meet people and find vendors you like to work with. Also a great way to start off a preferred vendors list if you're wanting to have one or if you're wanting to meet vendors, other wedding professionals in your area, then you can host an open house. And 
it's pretty easy to look at Facebook and Instagram and figure out who the professionals are, who are really creative, who showcase that on their social medias, invite them to your open house, have them come set up a booth, showcase their work to your potential clients, meet them at your venue. It kind of helps alleviate the stress and like it's not in a random place or like at an event. You have no pressure. It's just a friendly introduction. There's ways to do that. Um, Then you're going to meet people, meet other vendors through weddings. So if you don't have a preferred vendors list yet, then your clients will start to find those trustworthy vendors and you'll see their work at a wedding. You'll see them in action. So you'll know exactly what they do and how they handle certain situations or how they conduct their business. So you can start to, you know, Find out more about them. Get their business card. Give them your business card. Tell them if they ever, you know, want to talk about things or, you know, ever want to come back and sit down and and talk about business or, you know, how we can work together and become a team and help our both of our clients have a great event and whatnot. It's a great way to start. Um, that's probably the number one thing that I would do. That's what I do. That's how I meet other vendors. And, and network is during the weddings. I meet their DJ, I meet their photographer, I meet their bakers when it's delivered. I met a great lady who made amazing cheesecake and served the cheesecake. I've never met a baker who made cheesecake and came to the wedding and sliced it and cut it and served it. Holy cow, it was delicious. I got her business card. I give her to my clients. I want her back. I want to talk to her. I want to promote her business. I would like to have a networking relationship with her. Um, when you do have those relationships, it's a, it's a good thing to have boundaries, um, but not to be too stiff because sometimes it like, we're all human. We're all human. Even though we're entrepreneurs, we're business owners. We're not all, you know, uptight with a stick up our butt. We're not all like that. So be realistic. Be realistic. You don't have to be friends with them, but be realistic. Be kind. Be caring. Care about their business. Care about them. If you follow them personally on Facebook, notice that they're pregnant. They're about to have a baby. Congratulate them. Send them a congratulation card, like card. That is a great way. You don't have to be overly friendly, but you also are in a business relationship and you're, you know them personally now. You know their business and you want to promote them and push their business as much as they do yours. Um, but you do need to have boundaries. So that's our third, third thing. Having boundaries is a really good foundation. And it should always be part of a networking relationship because there's certain boundaries that you need to have. This, the first one is this should not be a give and give networking business relationship. You should not be giving to them and they give nothing back. You should not be promoting a photographer and they don't send you the galleries without the watermark. Got to say that ticks me off when photographers send me a gallery, but don't send me anything. I can't download any of those without the watermark. 
I'm going to give you photo credit. I'm not just going to post it on my social media or post it on my website and not promote your business. If I'm giving you something, you need to give me something. So that's how it goes. Um, DJs. If you are promoting their business, they should not be asking to come in to set up the day before or two days before when you have other events. They shouldn't be asking you to do some of the services that you provide that they provide. You're promoting their business. They should also promote your business. Um, and they should be respectful of your space. Like they shouldn't be asking you to dismiss tables for catering and dinner if that's not part of your service and that's part of their service. But you should always have their back. If there if something's going on, then you should have their back and and talk about why they need help and they should ask respectfully for help. But they shouldn't expect you to give them more. You're promoting their business. They should promote your business. They should help you. They should, you know, give you their timeline. You should compare your timeline. It, it kind of helps the event run smoother. That's what that kind of relationship should be. But it's not a give and give. You should never give and give. And you shouldn't take and take. So if you have a photographer and they're sending you a bunch of um, galleries and uh, photos, high-res photos without watermarks and whatnot, then you should promote their work. You should give them photo credits and you should probably tell your current clients about their work because you want to keep working with them. Um, but you should have a personal boundary. Um, I have found that I have had friends or vendors that became really close friends. It's okay to a certain extent. It's okay to an extent that until you have an issue and you need to correct that issue, it becomes very personal very quickly. So I always suggest not developing friendship friendships with vendors. Because if you develop friendships, things kind of slide through the cracks, you lower your walls and your boundaries, and then something major happens and it's a big conflict and now you've got a whole another issue. And they take it super personal if you tell them no. They try to slide something by and you're like, no, I can't do that. It's now become a personal issue because you're friends. So I just suggest keeping it strictly business, but a kind business relationship, a caring one, but nothing too personal. That's your boundaries that you need to keep. Um, you also should not be getting drunk around these people. Like that's too personal. Um, you should also not be texting them personally about your family life. Um, uh, to be honest, I don't like to have a lot of professionals on my Facebook, but here's the thing. Like, even if I have them friends on Facebook, I don't post a lot of stuff on Facebook. I might share a couple pictures of my kids. They know I have kids. They know I'm a mom. They know that. There's pictures all over my office. It's the difference of them seeing on my Facebook versus seeing them in my office. Um, I don't really share any personal drama on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not going to put that. I don't air my dirty laundry for everybody to see. So the fact that they're on my Facebook, that's fine. It's not a big deal. It does not bother me. They're not saying too much about me personally. So I'm okay with that. It's still strictly business. 
And every once in a while, they'll send me a congratulations on like uh, having when I had my daughter. You know, I got a couple text mess or I got a couple messages on Facebook saying congratulations on the baby. So happy for you. That's it. They they weren't overstepping their boundaries. So that's it, guys. I'm going to let you go for this episode and check uh, back a couple episodes back. Um, look and see if you've, you know, listened to them all because there's a lot of good information and I don't want you to miss something. And I'm actually kind of trying to go chronologically of opening a business to getting it full up and going and pretty, you know, self-sustainable. So if you're in the beginning part, you know, you might want to listen back listen back and see if there's anything you probably could have done better when you opened or you probably could have, you know, not done. (laughs) I don't know. Listen back, get some advice, um, compare and contrast, uh, you know, my advice to your business. And let me know if you disagree. You can always send me an email at elegantlyunglamorous at gmail.com. And let me know any personal stories that you want to share. I'd love to share some stories of crazy things that's happened at, you know, venues around the world. Like, I want to know your craziest story. I have a couple of them I've shared. I want to share some other stories. Um, I, I mean, I've heard stories about, like, cars running through the venue, like, in the cars falling down a hill and crashing into the venue. Like (laughs) I've heard these stories. I've seen like stuff on Facebook where the cold sparks light pompous grass on fire. Like I've seen it all. I love it. I want, I want some more stories and I want to share them with everybody else. So send me an email with your stories at elegantly unglamorous at gmail.com. So, all right guys, have a good week. Bye. Do you know another venue owner, event professional, or maybe an entrepreneur that you think will benefit from this podcast? Why don't you share it with them and help me inspire others? Stay informed by following or subscribing to this podcast. You'll be notified each time an episode is posted. You can also follow me for more tips and inspiration on Instagram at Elegantly Unclamorous Podcast or on our website at ElegantlyUnclamorous.com. I'll see you next time.